Alright, so it Pennywise um, 29th just turned 29 today and that's almost 30 years this miniseries has been around now. I've never <clears throat> as much as I wanted to never got my hands on the book the actual uh, it novel by Stephen King. It's a big thick ass book and I really wanted to get into every single page of it just so I can get like a better understanding of the source material but never got around to it. I still actually want to read it because I feel like I'll understand a lot of the Easter eggs that was in the um the two part remake that they just did and I feel like I'll get a better uh, a better lay of the land if I read the novel but I didn't but I always you know the the remake let me just let me just say people the remake with uh Bill Skarsgård playing Pennywise the remake was dope like the 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 kids carried their own in a way I'd never even had anticipated the kids are fucking awesome in the first chapter and in it chapter 2 that movie is like on a whole different level of greatness as far as like Stephen King adaptations as far as like horror goes and the casting was damn near 100% is I mean it's perfect I, I really couldn't see anybody else in those roles as the adults for it chapter 2 the one that just dropped but I'm not one of those people that that just shits on the, uh, the original miniseries because it really is is one of the movies that scared the hell out of me as a kid I mean you can call it a movie you can call it a, t a miniseries whatever you want to call it it's on the screen so I call it a movie but I'm you know I'm not one of one of them purist them fake purist that's gonna shit on it i mean it is dated it came out in 1990 and it was made for tv so it feels a, it feels cheap during a lot of the scenes i know everybody hates the the stop motion shit and that corny ass looking uh spider that they had at the end of chapter two but this movie still holds weight man and i honestly i like the adult version better than i like the kid version but you know i felt i felt like instead of doing a review I would just do commentary for chapter one of the original because like I said man it's st it still it still holds up you know I'm not gonna as good as the remake is I always gotta respect the originals and uh, it's been some instances where I picked the remake over the original because original just didn't do it or maybe the remake just stood on its own and was strong enough to be better but um I don't know I don't, I don't really want to get into comparisons because like i said i would i would have to read the novel but um this movie like casting wise and um a lot of the acting is pretty good from the kids and the adults and i like how they how when they have their flashbacks they show the adult actors and then they go right into the childhood and how everybody saw pennywise at some point and how they all came together and became the losers club it's a good it's, it's always been a good story so you know, let me let me just hit this play button, people. Another episode of Tudor Reviews, of course, from Meryl Tudor. So let me just stop. Let me stop clowning around. <laughs> that was a poor attempt at a joke again. I keep telling y'all I'm not too good at this comedy shit. But to say the least. Now I don't know I don't know if I'm a nerd out as much while I do this commentary. Probably a little bit. And already the movie just feels like like a drag, like this sad ass music while the credit while the opening credits go, and you know you're you you got the pictures, they look like stamps. 
but you got the black and white pictures of the losers club and where they where they live and where they're from dairy and all of that stuff and if i could be petty for a second these pictures don't make any sense because it's like who took a picture of young mike hanlon in class like did they have a fucking camera phone or somebody had a of course camera phones weren't out back then but did somebody have like a fucking uh like a Polaroid camera in class and just snap the picture of them. I do like this picture right here that they're zooming in on at a Paramount Theater. It's another fun fact for me. I like um I like old theaters. Just the structure and how they look. Like I like old vintage abandoned theaters, all types of stuff. I'm wondering, uh, with this opening kill about to happen, which is off screen, and um, I'm wondering what was the first movie to start off in kids? Because I remember that was a th that was kind of a thing uh, at some point in cinema. It's like you can't kill kids on screen. I think one of the first movies I saw that did that was The Blob, the uh, 1988 remake, and that kid got fucking destroyed in that sewer. Or wherever the hell they were at, he got eaten. But this little girl, it's like, I, I, I can appreciate this movie, but I see why people have so many complaints. Because a lot of this shit is off screen. You don't see a lot of it. You don't see a lot of violence. You know, for a, a shape-shifting alien clown that eats children. And we got the first glimpse of Tim Curry playing the great Pennywise and Tim Curry man you know people can say what they want Skarsgård did a phenomenal job as Pennywise but you gotta respect the OGs man Tim Curry was he he had that um he 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 wasn't predictable like you didn't know if he was gonna fuck with you and it's kind of like how people consider Freddy Krueger to be you know you didn't know if he was how long he was gonna toy with you you know it's, it's weird You didn't know if he was gonna go straight in for the kill. Oh, let me just point out that the credit just said uh, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, which I, I it always slips my mind. Tommy Lee Wallace uh, directed this movie. Now, if anybody doesn't know who that is, he was he did some work for um, the original Halloween in '78. He actually played Michael Myers for like a scene or two um, in the original Halloween, and he went on to direct uh, Halloween Three. But uh, Tommy Lee Wallace, he, he also did, um, if I'm not mistaken, he did another Stephen King adaptation. I want to I say the Tommy Knockers, but I feel like I'd be lying. But um, he is, uh, is low-key a horror veteran. He's, he's been involved in a lot of horror projects. So he got my respect for that, of course. Tim Reed, man, I, I feel like Tim Reed and Tim Reed plays the adult Mike Hanlon. Um, I feel like he he's underrated because I feel like people never took Tim Reed seriously. Because if you say Tim Reed, a lot of people don't know who he is. But then if I say 
you know the dad from sister sister and people like oh then they they know who he is automatically but I'm, he's really good in this i just feel like people only saw him as like that sitcom dad or something even though this came out years before sister sister but i like his role here he's the guy who you know he was the outsider when they were kids but they accepted him into the losers club but he never left dairy after all the shit happened when they were kids so that's why he's like affected differently from uh the pennywise events and stuff like that and the line that got man i, I would have been a little more forceful with that uh that detective or whatever the hell he was because you know that's kind of disrespectful he's like I'm the cop, you're the librarian, but he should have just told him, like, listen, I know more about this shit than you, than you would ever imagine. A shadowy figure lurches into frame, dripping with foul water and dark oozing mud. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Thomas playing, uh, Bill, Bill Denborough. Richard Thomas, man, I, this guy is another underrated actor. He was also in um he was in when Stephen King came out with that series it was it was real limited it was a series called Nightmares and Dreamscapes or something like that uh, Richard Thomas was in that too and of course we got we got more horror royalty right here that's playing his wife Audra that's Olivia Hussey who was um people that are fans of the original Black Christmas from 1974 I think. She played um she played the lead in Black Christmas. It's another underrated actress. Her her accent complements her acting. Like she just seems like a sweetheart on and off camera. <laughs> Sorry, fella, do I know you? I need to start answering unknown numbers like that. Swear to me. It's pretty. I mean, it's pretty solid casting for even back then. I feel like the casting they got for the the adults playing the children was better in the remakes. Uh, it chapter one, chapter two, but this wasn't bad. You had Jonathan Brandis, rest in peace, playing uh, young Bill. Casting was that was art. Right. That was pretty good. Damn. What is it? Who was on the phone? He looked like he just got a call from his doctor or something. Like like he just got some test results back he didn't expect or something. Or like his side chick just his side chick just called him up like, listen, um, we're having a baby. That look he just had on his face was pure shell shock. Georgie. I wonder how many movies uh play the song Fur Elise the Beethoven song Fur Elise because that's what this is and I remember they made us learn how to play the shit in elementary school I don't know what they were going for but Called his little brother a cootie. 
He should have threw that baseball at his head. Like for fuck me? you, asshole. He made it for me. But he he gave he gave him a, a oh, well, yeah. newspaper boat though. That's one thing I like <clears throat> about, even though it was short-lived, you know, seeing the dynamic with uh, Georgie and Bill, I like that him being the big brother, Bill being the big brother, he was he was Georgie's only bully. Like, I feel like that's how sibling, the sibling angle should always go. Don't let anybody else bully your sibling, but you can. I don't know if that's promoting bullying or whatever it is, but... I hope that didn't offend anybody out there. I wish you could come too. She's your boat, really. Thanks, Bill. <coughs> Yuck. You've got cooties all over me. Says the one who's sick as shit in bed. Jonathan Brandis, man, <clears throat> he was another underrated, uh, like young child actor. Even in t well into his teens, when he was in movies like uh, Sidekicks, which is underrated as hell. Even though I don't really get the whole big deal with Chuck Norris. I mean, I, he's all right, but I never saw the big acclaim. But Sidekicks was definitely it was like the Karate Kid for the next gen. But yeah, man, Jonathan Brandis, R.I.P. Man, he. Sadly, I can't remember what year it was, but I remember hearing about um, him killing himself. And it's, it just goes to show you, man, no amount of acclaim and fame and money and shit, like, that doesn't change how people feel. Uh, it was, like, really sad to hear about that. Plus, he was in one of my favorite childhood movies, uh, The Neverending Story Part 2 he was in. He played Sebastian. He had ample amount of time to get that damn boat. Hi, Georgie. <coughs> Aren't you going to say hello? Oh, come on, bucko. <laughs> bucko. I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers. The reason this scene plagues me, let me tell y'all something, it plagues me because, and, and even in the remake, both of the scenes where Georgie is talking to Pennywise in the sewer, it plagues me because this is the only scene that stands out to my daughter. And my daughter will get me to make her paper boats and reenact this scene a thousand times a day if she can. Good times, though. No diss to Georgie, but even as a kid, I wasn't that stupid. They float, Georgie. They float. When you're down here with me, you float too. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I'm laughing, but 
it's just the execution of this scene when I watch it now compared to what they did in the remake. This is why I told people, and nobody believed me. I said when they do this remake, they're going to show Georgie getting killed, and everybody was like, "No, they're not. They can't show that on screen." I said, "Listen, believe me." believe you me they're going to show it because they didn't you know it was all implied it was implied and they only made mentions of it and when they did it in the remake it was shit got dark <laughs> real fast it actually almost like it was emotional to watch when i first saw that scene in a remake because georgie's actually they show him crawling away with a missing arm and gets pulled into the sewer and i had a feeling they were going to show that and they did But this, I guess, because it was made for TV, you know, you kind of got to water shit down in a different way. Now, this, this is making me think. Let me go back to the point I just made. Um... Speaking of water and shit down, you can't show Georgie getting killed by Pennywise, but you can show tons and tons and tons of blood in this movie. Which they do. Blood just poured out of the photo album. Blood comes out of the sink, uh, out of the balloon, and splashes on the Beverly. Blood uh, comes out of balloons as they pop when Richie's in the library. Like, you can show... I just don't understand. You can show tons of blood, but you can't, uh, you can't show, like, other types of violence. It's weird, man. And it's, it's weird, because they don't even, they don't even show blood in, in trailers, really. If, if y'all notice, they turn the blood either brown or black, or like a super dark midnight blue type of color, and you don't even know it's blood half the time. I wonder what's this, like, what's the science behind that? Sorry, I just turned into a bloodologist. Please, have just you now. lost your mind? We're in the middle of making a movie. Is <coughs> oh, she talking about a actual movie or like one of their home movies when they get freaky? Because he should have turned around like, all right, we can finish the movie, Audra. But then I have to go. Yes, George. He didn't just die. He was murdered. Why didn't you ever tell you? Because I forgot. Because I forgot. Almost as if it never happened. I know this doesn't make any sense, but I have to go. For God's sake, why? Because we made a promise. Why are you stuttering? I don't know. I used to stutter when I was a kid. What happened? He's got moments in this in this movie where his acting is really good. Let me help. Like him trying to get his words out. That's a. Why not? He's good shit. This is every couple trying to have a movie now. You're crazy. And she's ride or die because she watched her man leave, but then she's like, nah, I'm going after you. Just to make sure he was alright, but she got caught up. She got caught up in them deadlights eventually. That just goes to show you. Women out there, if y'all are listening, if your husband or your man 
says he has to go back to his hometown because he made a promise. Just just don't follow him. Just check in on him. <clears throat> Make sure he's all right. Oh. John Ritter, R.I.P. Man. Damn, damn good actor, man. That was another hurt piece when John Ritter passed away. He's playing adult Ben Hanscom. But John Ritter, man, like one of one of the oh my god, man. Three's Company was before my time, but he was in that. He was even in uh, one of the last movies I saw him in was uh, Bride of Chucky, Bad Santa. But one of my favorite movies of all time, John Ritter was in is Stay Tuned. If anybody has not seen Stay Tuned with John Ritter, um, please watch it. It's pure 90s gold. Him and his wife get stuck in a satanic uh, television. I mean, it's a satellite, but every channel is something satanic. It's fucking bananas, y'all. Ben Hanscom was balling back there. He, he was on the Time Magazine cover. He's drunk as shit. He just stared at it like, yep. That's me. I feel like they just met that night. Like, he just picked her up at an award show because when he, when he came out to the limo, um... He dropped a he dropped and broke his uh, award. I think it was an architectural award or something like that. But I feel like he he scooped her up at a, like an after party or some shit and just brought her home that night. Hello, it's me, Mike. Now, young Ben. God, I hate that fucking actor that plays Henry Bowers. But Young Ben is played by um, Brandon Crane, who actually had a cameo in It Chapter 2. It was it was kind of weird. It was almost meta in a way because Brandon Crane, who played Young Ben Hanscom in this movie, had a cameo where I think he was, um, he was in a meeting and the guy playing adult Ben Hanscom in the remake... FaceTimed everybody at the meeting and was talking to it's it's weird man. Hopefully that made sense out there to everybody listening. Long story short, Brandon Crane had a fucking cameo in it chapter two. They threw they threw one of the old losers club members a bone and put him in there. There you go. Are you okay? I don't think I am, sweetheart. Not tonight, not at all. You're gonna kill yourself. I think that was Johnny Walker he just poured in that damn glass. You get a phone call like that <clears throat> from Mike Hanlon and all that shit comes flooding back. Yeah, you need you need yourself some Johnny Walker. Probably some Everclear. But this was crazy because when he got the phone call, he actually he went up to the roof because he was thinking about killing himself. He just said that he said that line. He said, I think it'd be better if I did. God damn. That shot is like, I got bad vertigo people, so that shot of him looking down 
from the top of the roof is insane. Till last week, I lived with my mom in Houston, Texas. We moved here to live with my cousins. Look at that gut. Seth Green playing Richie Tozier. Seth Green, man. Shout out to Seth Green. Philly natives in the building. West Philly, I think, to be exact. We have a wonderful library here, Ben. Welcome to Derry. Thank you, Mr. Douglas. Oink, oink. <laughs> Bowers is a fucking asshole, man. I'm trying to debate who who do I hate more out of Henry Bowers. I think I hate Henry Bowers in the remake way more. Because he just looks like he touches little boys or some shit. Which is crazy because Henry Bowers and another character, man, I, for people out there that read the novel and know where I'm going with this, they definitely couldn't have Henry Bowers doing what, what went down in a novel in a, in a TV miniseries. Shit got real dark and real homo. Henry Bowers was a a really strange character. Now, class, as you know, the sheriff has instituted a 7 p.m. curfew. We live in dangerous times, boys and girls. I want you to be... As soon enough, that'll be Philadelphia they're talking about. The sheriff has issued a 7 p.m. curfew. Like this place so well, you're gonna stand there all day? School's over, you know. Excuse us, please. Can we get through? Honestly, Ronnie, some people have no class. Some people have janitors for parents. She should have slapped the shit out of both those little twits. Well, so long. <coughs> I'm Beverly Marsh. That's Emily Perkins, people. Um, that's playing uh, young Beverly Marsh. And as you can see, Ben Hanscom, she just made him hit puberty instantly. Hey, look, it's the fat boy. Stop the day, fat boy. <laughs> what do you want? I want to teach you something. Oh. You like to learn new things, don't you? <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to make sure you remember my name. I'll remember it. I'll remember. I'm not going to make sure. God, I fucking hate this character of Henry Bowers, man. Jesus. And I know it's only a movie, people, but it's like people. some people play roles, like asshole roles, so well that if I saw them in person, it's kind of like, so is that you or was it just a movie? Are you like this in real life? Haystack has some weight on him, man. He should have just told all them niggas to square up and let it be that. But they're pussies, so of course they wouldn't have uh, handed him a fair one. They probably would have just strolled him. Which is why that rock fight is one of the most satisfying scenes in this movie. Here. Hey, look at the damn, you stupid little baby 
Eddie Kasbrag. Adam Farazel, I think that's his last name, plays Eddie Kasbrag. And he plays a good, uh, you know, I was about to say a good wheezing kid, but I mean, he's wheezy. He's got asthma. He plays. He plays a good Eddie Casbrack though. And tie him underneath your chin. You seen the fat kid run by here? The kid playing Eddie Casbrack kind of reminds me of um. He reminds me of like like if they made a fucking origin story on Elmer Fudd. Talk, girls. Apparently, Belch. That is his name. Apparently, Belchin made you a badass back in the 90s. It's empty. Now, the way he's breathing like that, y'all, this is me on like a regular basis because I got bad anxiety. Yeah. This is that's me when I have to like have interaction with people outside. Me talking about pedestrians in general. What are we gonna do if they come back? He just really offered him some. I feel like the Brandon Crane, Ben Hanscom. I feel like he was the fucking spokesperson for. Uh, he was the poster child for uh, Reese's Pieces back in the day. <laughs> I think those were M and M's he just offered Eddie, but he really looks like he was the poster child for Reese's Pieces. More than uh. Elliot from E.T., who I always thought was the post, good poster child for Reese's Pieces. I'm weird like that, people. Don't pay me no mind. Now I wonder if I if I secretly remembered that Eddie mentioned Elmer Fudd or was that just like good timing? But we do it. I love that part. Because it's like they just formed a trinity right then and there. Like a lot of them were already friends, but um, Eddie Bill and Haystack, that was a that was a good moment for the for these uh, characters, the kid characters. What you doing, cuz? God, I hate this fucking kid. Your hair is winter fire. I think we all got a annoying ass cousin like this. He started beating the shit out of his cousin. <laughs> I'd be like, well, square up when mom ain't around, when auntie's, when auntie's gone. So you're welcome here as long as you're 
I have to say you're spoiling the boy, Arlene. Need the firm hand. Discipline. Discipline is fucking cousin's an asshole. Sitting there trying to read his poetry out loud. That was a special private moment he was having to himself. And then comes his fucking pipsqueak cousin. Shout out to, to Haystack, man, for beating the hell out that little boy. Ophelia Payne, kid. That's one thing I don't think I could have gotten away with as a kid. Not that age, uh, you know, just I hate it here. I don't want to be here. And then just taking off on my bike. Cause if I did that, I would probably have to stay the hell out wherever I went because it was probably gonna go down as soon as I got home. I'd have been like, Dad, you downgraded. You live in a sewer now? They all float. Kinda reminds me of um the way that skeleton just came out of the water. It reminds me of um Creep Show. That Father's Day uh segment where uh, Nathan Graham came out of came out of the ground. Mike Hanlon is calling. He's fucking up everybody's day. Everybody. Beth, Annette O'Toole playing uh, adult Beverly Marsh. And I always wonder if Annette O'Toole is any relation to Peter O'Toole, the actor. The world may never know. Now off the rip, you can see she's in a shitty ass relationship. Your hands are shaking. Her boyfriend, husband, whoever the hell this dude is, he he's a piece of shit. He beats her. Stuff spreads like cancer. He's a narcissist. He's controlling. Like, yeah, it's perfect. Don't touch it. Listen to me, Bevy. We've got a bunch of well-heeled Japanese gentlemen waiting for us downstairs. We're gonna show them around. You're gonna play the charming, flamboyant designer. This fucking guy, and this, I never realized this, like, how creepy this is, because he looks like the actor that plays her dad. I was just about to make a mention about, this is kind of what happened when, what happens when women chase after men who, you know, remind them of their fathers. Now, I'm not going to get too far into that, but this actor, and it, it just dawned on me, he looks like the actor 
that plays Beverly's dad in this movie. Shit is really weird. I'm waiting to see the flashback to see if they just put some prosthetics on him and that really is the guy. The same actor. Konnichiwa. Tom Rogan is an asshole. I mean, that's, that's one thing I do like about Beverly Marsh character. She she lived in not even the slums, but she basically lived in the hood part of Derry. They weren't they didn't have a lot of money. Her dad was a janitor and all that type shit. And people kind of like shunned her for it. But she ended up becoming, a um, you know, a businesswoman. She did really well for herself, and only only drawback is this piece of shit guy that she's dating. Beverly, it's Mike Hanlon. Who? Mike Hanlon, remember me? Mike Hanlon? Of course I remember. How are you? Fine. Look, are you sitting down? Cause let me tell you some shit right now. He's apparently wasted. I, it, it always confuses me how people get shitty drunk off of champagne. <clears throat> Maybe I don't drink enough of it. But it's it's like cider. It's like Sprite to me. I, I know you're going to think this is crazy. I certainly think it's crazy, but I've got to go to Maine. It's, it's hard to explain. Um, that was my hand on the phone. You remember the call at work today? He's an old dear friend. I have to... Jesus. What you have to do is just shut up. Every day I make a deal of a lifetime for you. You want to run off to Maine with some old boyfriend? What do you take me for? Oh, boy. I've seen this coming. Oh, yes. Talk about insecure. <laughs> Damn. Contradicting me here, smarting off there, and now this. He even talks like her dad. Jesus Christ. Lesson, Too long since last time. And this asshole pulls out a belt, so it's like you can already see what type of relationship she was in. So he's lucky she didn't kill. I wonder if in the book if she killed this man. It's come back, Beverly. It's come back. Remember your promise. Put these clothes back. No. You get into bed. No. Then make sure leave it. No. Instead of two weeks. He deserved way more than a jar of hair grease thrown at his skull. Listen, if you ever come near me again, I will kill you. Do you understand? I will kill you. That's the Beverly Marsh we like. You need me! I'm pretty sure he almost gave himself aneurysm. Screaming like that. Goes to Maine. All right, I'm flying one that goes to Maine. What's in Maine? Family? Friends. Best I ever had. Daddy, breakfast is ready. I'll get it. 
Emily Perkins. I'm wondering, is this the actress that was on Ginger Snaps? And it's funny because I never saw that movie, but she, uh, she looks like she could be the girl in Ginger Snaps. I gotta look that up. Your hair is winter fire. January embers. My heart burns there too. Let's go get some barbecue and get busy. By Rafael De La Ghetto. Let me see that. This guy looks just like her fucking boyfriend. Poetry from some boy. I worry about you a lot, baby. Sometimes I worry a lot. Daddy, please. Maybe I'm 12 and already running with some boy. Let me alone. You just let me alone. Come out. Don't make me go over there and collect you. You come to <laughs> Go me. over there and collect no. you. What did you say? I said Something no. Something real. It's kind of scary to say to a child. <clears throat> Now another thing that was in the novel that I think I think it was in the novel and they definitely couldn't show that uh, here either because it was a made-for-TV movie. They kind of hinted at it in the remake in uh, chapter one and chapter two, but uh, he used uh, what's his name, um, Mr. Marsh, the dad. He was sexually abusing or sexually molesting uh, Beverly, and they hinted at it in um, chapter one, the remake. Okay. You know, with all of that, are yeah. you are you still daddy's little girl type shit? It was that's real creepy, man. I mean, they could have just got Victor Salva to play the dad if he was molesting kids. Shots fired. It should be. Well, I was thinking, being Saturday night, if you didn't have anything better to do, you could come down with me to the Barons. The Barons? See, he wasn't after anything. He just he he liked her. And introduced her to the fam <laughs> which she already knew Hi. <laughs> Eddie Kasbrack looks like a puppy in this movie but that was a salty scene right there because Beverly and um, Bill already knew each other and you can see they got little heart eyes for each other Seth Green again. Who's the most spunky out of all the kids, man? Richie Tozier is uh, probably one of the best characters. That's um. Uh, ben Heller playing Young Stan. And doing voices is my game. This is Stan the Man Stan is a Jew, which means he's really smart and says oil. Richie's got high metabolism and tends to make him hyperactive. So you, uh... He's got the best energy out of everybody in the group, though. Yeah. Out of all the losers. No. How do you know to work? Well, of course it will. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, but how do you know? I just know. Seth Green's another actor that's been... Yeah. ...awesome since he was a kid. We literally have seen Seth Green grow up on screen. And he does a lot of shit. Like, he does a lot of voiceovers. And the thing is, like, he's a comedic actor, but he actually can act. Like, when he's uh, doing serious moments in movies, like, you can take him serious. It's that Philly talent, boy. Uh, 
another good scene with all the kids. Yeah, I don't know about all that. I'm jumping in the water and splashing and shit. See you later, alligator. After a while, crocodile. Ben should have been pissed. Like he should have just snapped on Beverly. Like I write you poetry. I save your I save your Saturday from your shitty abusive father. Introduce you to my friends. And you got googly eyes for my man. It's one thing I hated about that. That now Beverly Marsh is a sweet character, but that's one thing I couldn't stand is how they wrote her. I'm not gonna say she was a hoe, but like, stop kissing and flirting with the squad. Like she smashed the homies type shit. Another thing they could not show in um, I think in this or the uh the reboot, even though the reboot got super dark, but um, in the novel. I think I've read that in order for them to find their way out of the sewers as kids, they had to have like literally Beverly. They Beverly had to let all of these dudes smash something about their innocence or something like that. But every one of the losers smashed Beverly in order for them to find their way out of the sewer after they defeated Pennywise or something along the lines of that. And it kind of makes sense when they see each other as adults in um, the buffet. And Bev is like hugging people in certain ways and kissing people in certain ways. Oh, makes sense. You know, it'd be crazy if he really did see the blood and then she's just like, well, typical Saturday night. There was, there was a spider, a big fat spider. It crawled out of the drain and I guess it crawled back down again. I really think this is the girl from Ginger Snaps. I really, truly gotta look, I gotta actually watch the movie, but I need to look that up on like IMDb or something. Because I feel like the name Emily Perkins, this, this actress, I feel like her name is very familiar. That's disgusting. almost want to say that bathroom scene is a lot scarier than the one in the remake just because of the music and it's a good scene Dennis Christopher playing Eddie Kasbrack the adult Eddie Kasbrack who's another good act he's a great actor in this movie I don't know if I've seen him in anything else but he's great in this like his emotional moments when he starts remembering things are crazy. Where, where are you going? I have to go away for a while. Away? Where? Eddie, this isn't like you. Just tell me where you're going. Eddie, stop. 
She's like, you've been flipping weight again, haven't you, Eddie? Tell me who your plug is. Answer me. Answer me. Please, please. Don't cry. Eddie, you're scaring me so bad. You've got to tell me. She can. She sound like she got asthma just like him. Why would you want to go back to that dirty little town? There's nothing for you there. There never was any. Mom, they just built a strip club in Derry. I have to go back. A shit ton of singles I need to spend. Zero to a hundred. Now, while this guy is, I hate to keep making comparison, job, but while this guy is a great Eddie Kasbrack, I think I like, um, what's his name? James Ransone, who was also in, he played the cop in Sinister that was uh, a fan of Ethan Hawke's character. I think he might have been better. So, where are we going? I wonder if movie theaters were really chirping like this back in the day. Like everybody's just going nuts. I've only been to certain movies where the crowd was <clears throat> going absolutely insane, and that was um Freddy vs. Jason, Scream, and Bad Boys 2, I would say, is some of the livest crowds I've ever been a part of in my entire life. Waste of popcorn. They saw me. Better go. I'm a dead man. If I were you guys, I wouldn't pay to see a monster movie. <laughs> I'd just stay home and look in the mirror. <laughs> I think we all got a friend like Richie who is just a fucking security risk to be around. A straight up liability because Eddie did it by accident. Kicked the popcorn over and it landed on Henry and um. But Richie. Not only did he blow their cover completely, but he just poured all that soda on them. Oh, come on, Eddie Spaghetti. It's just a joke. Sometimes joke. I'm torn between, like, you need a rider like that on your team, and that's the motherfucker that will get you killed. Shut up, Stan. Why Richie told you was that a compliment on our very first date? Oh. <laughs> How come Richie's so special? Well, the date wasn't just with him, Eddie dear. I love you too. <laughs> See what I mean? <laughs> like, stop flirting with the homies. Like this, Jesus Christ, man.
Ah, uh, good times. This this is a scene that actually feels like a Stephen King movie. I wish this summer would never end. It's the best summer of my whole life. I want Eddie to untuck his shirt and pull those damn pants off of his stomach. Go away. Go home. Ma, these are my friends. See you tomorrow, Eddie. Eddie has to rest tomorrow. Some strange parenting right there. You don't need any friends except your old mom. It's like shit. You want me to be a misfit? I mean, at least the coach wasn't a super asshole like Snyder from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. He probably would have tried to shower with Eddie. If anybody doesn't know who I'm talking about, Snyder, like I said, he's the he was that creepy, weird-ass S&M digging coach from Nightmare on Elm Street 2 who gets killed in the shower. But he's he was just a creepy-ass character. I know it's weird that all those shower heads are like going crazy right now, but that's a shower that I could probably get into as long as the water is the right temperature. It's a TV miniseries, people, but that effect was sh straight up garbage. That shit looked like something out of. I don't even know. It just is. That effect doesn't hold up well at all. Your girl is fucked up, buddy. See, moments like that with adult Eddie, this actor, he's good at the emotional stuff. He's just, no lines, he's just staring.
Perry Anderson, man, rest in peace. We we lost a lot of um a lot of OGs and that that are in this movie, man. Perry Anderson plays the adult um damn, I almost said the adult Seth Green, the adult Richie Tozier, who as you can see went on to be like a big time comedian. This is good casting too, even though um, Seth Green was like, he looked like a ginger in this movie, and um, Harry Anderson doesn't, but this is still good casting, because this guy had, he had amazing energy on screen. And of course, in the reboot, Richie Tozier, adult Richie Tozier, was played by Bill Hader, who. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I'm undecided who's better, who's the better Richie Tozier, but they both got jokes that land in, in the movies. Yeah. Sure, I remember you, Pally. What about subbing for Carson on Monday night? Who's going to sit behind the desk and make funny? Let Leno do it. I don't care. Richie? What am I going to tell him? Tell him whatever you have to tell him. Now, I need a couple of days. A couple of days for what? The reunion of your Cubs Cup pack at Grover's Corners? Come on, boy, Jake. What is it? Abroad? The mob? I guess this is his agent? No Business partner? But don't insult my intelligence. I made a promise. We've been through a lot together, Rich. You just run off and take off like a female, why don't you? You can handle this. No, this can't be happening. That's some dope wolf makeup. That uh, practical makeup. The wolf man that uh, Richie Tozer sees in his flashback. Some good work. And that was the quickest vomit ever on screen. It's like he just spit and then flushed the toilet. Bill was the truth, man. He just brought everybody together in front of a campfire in the woods and was just telling one of his stories. Of course, I favored Bill. Not just the character, but the um, Jonathan Brandis and. Um, Oh, what is that guy's name? Richard Thomas, who plays him as an adult. I favor the character and the actors because he's a writer. Of course, I got to show favoritism to that. Thanks a bunch, Professor. How about you, Beth? A painter, maybe. My dad's been teaching me how to draw. Fighter pilot. When I'm old enough, I'm going to join the Air Force. An ornithologist. I like cataloging things and finding the logical order. Can I tell you guys something? It's another good moment with the kids. Uh, them saying what they wanted to be when they grow up. I don't think you... You don't get enough of that with kids on screen nowadays. I appreciate the vintage shit, man. The other night, 
I like how they zoom the camera in on him like he was about to get to say something amazing. Then you got the constable dum dum coming in, ruining their party. I showed them how it is my fault. It was my idea. Me too. Yeah, I was in on it too. And me. I suppose it was your idea too, last. I feel like he should have a monocle. There's been another murder. Little Velma Daniels. Velma Daniels? The poor body was found this morning down by the canal. So if you come down here to play, come together like you are now, understand? That means together all the time. Your hands on it. I'd have been like, sir, do you know where the bud is at? Like, it's a tragic moment. It's a tragic loss. We need to honor our friend. So what do you think Bill's going to tell us yesterday? I don't know. He's been acting awful moody lately. In fact, they all have. Damn, they all look super depressed. Well, hey. All right, Curly and Mom. Hey, <laughs> Richie. All right, twerp. Who threw it, huh? Was it you? It was you, wasn't it? He didn't even give him a chance to answer. And you might live through this for us. The paramount <coughs> God, I hate this kid, Henry Bowers, man. I, I just... Rightfully so. I don't know why everybody stopped laughing. It, uh, it's only three of them. It's an entire lunchroom full of people. <clears throat> now, what pissed me off about this scene is the principal showed up as Richie was trying to run away. But you didn't see them, you know, picking on him and Stan. School basements were always scary when you were by yourself. I mean, at least for me. Mr. Marsh? I had a little accident in the cafeteria. <laughs> this wolf makeup looks like John Landis could have did it. Reminds me of um, the thriller werewolf makeup. It's a dope shot with uh, the red lights behind Pennywise. It's good. Um, <clears throat> it's good contrast.
and I hate that the Losers Club they kind of sold him out. Like they they you know they they didn't say anything while he was just being humiliated in front of an entire lunchroom and just became a laughing stock that fast. But they all I don't know if they all didn't want to seem crazy with him, but they had all seen Pennywise at this point in some type of way. They saw something, but they kind of sold out their friend. Like I'd have been like, where where was it? What did he look like? Because I saw something too. It'd be crazy if that was an e-pill that Tim Reed was popping just now with the orange juice. I remember the day I took that photo. He got instantly so high that he started doing he started doing narrations in his head. Oh man. transitioned into the um into the flashback sequence um i feel like that was him you know going on like a mind trip or something because he was so high now this playing um young mike hanlon is marlon taylor who strangely enough always reminded me of marlon wayans until a big disaster back in 1900 I don't know why, but this kid always reminded me of Marlon Wayans. Now, in the remake, he was played, uh, young Mike Hanlon was played by Chosen Jacobs, and they gave that kid nothing to do. So I didn't really, they, they didn't give that character a lot to do until chapter two. So I didn't really feel anyway about him. Now it's weird that it's weird that uh I hate that he just straight up called him a nigger. It's weird that um Henry is him is him Belch and that other guy, but it's weird that they got these two temporary ass uh quote unquote gang members with them, and you could tell them other two kids don't even fit in. They just recruited them before they uh before they went to pick on Mike. They recruited him in school. Like, yo, you guys want to be cool for a day? Cause you don't fucking see him after this. You don't see those other two kids that are with Henry after this. It's just him belching the other guy. It's just him and this guy. Oh, now now y'all want to speak up on it? And we all by ourselves. That's what Richie should have said. Earlier in school, I was getting laughed at and clowned on. Straight up goofed on. Y'all didn't say a word. Now, watching them chase down Mike Hanlon, it makes me wonder how far they went with the racism in the novel. Because I'm pretty sure it was it was all there. Me too. Cause he called him a Henry called Mike a nigger in this, but he didn't he didn't call him that in the in the uh the remake. But he still was uh he still was like picking on him. Couldn't it be just some crazy 
see a guy dressed up in a clown suit? No. Yes, Eddie, who can pull apart a uh, shower floor tiles and can t shape shift. This is when he finally smartened up and was like, listen, it's three of them. And it is now seven of us. With the addition of little Mike Hanlon here. And I like that they just took him in. He came in, he needed help, and they 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 rolled out for him. I love it. And they easily could have been like, yo, we don't know him. You know, this ain't had nothing to do with us. Henry Bowers has been off our ass. He's got new new prey. And Who's gonna make me? They could have uh What'd you say, Chubbs? Hey, dig the wax out They could've ignored him, but they did. Bowers, get out! You stuttering freak. Nice comeback. <laughs> they getting lit up right now. You see the two the two newbies, they, they got the fuck out of Dodge. I said we're not built for this. First day into this Henry Bowers gang and we're getting rock stone at us. Our pets' heads are falling off. Let's go, Haystack. Got the cards pulled real fast. Get out. What if I walk? The six of us could put you in the hospital. <laughs> Seven. Damn right. And somehow during a rock war and getting his ass kicked, his bangs stay intact. I'll kill you all. Get some new material, champ. Henry's got a hell of a stylist. The Justice We're League. Sort of a club. Yeah, the Losers Club. Yeah. You want in? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Hey, we're seven now. Lucky seven. Hey, wait a second. I love this scene, man. It's kind of it's kind of emotional because this is this this is when the Losers Club formed in full. It's a dope scene. My dad says there's no way to date this one. He says it's probably from the earlier mid 1700s, when there was a lot of. 
And he was a clown. That's him. That's him. 200 years ago. He was here then? Come on. It's just a, it's just a drawing. Now look. Here he is again. The same man. It's not a man. It. It. That's what happened back in Georgie's room. Of course, they recreated this scene in the remake, but they did it a hell of a lot better. Um, with the projector, it popping out of the projector. That is the scene in that movie that scared the shit out of me. Even during the madness, Ben always finds a way to put his arms and put his hands on Beverly. crazy line said I'm everything you ever were afraid of now Stan as much as a pussy as he is yes that is that would legit have been my reaction like <laughs> just throw the book down put my hands over my over my head and just no no he said he, he said you saw it too he said i didn't want to like he, it was pure disbelief that's exactly how i would have reacted because it's like you hear your friends all saying different things that are similar about this this person and you just don't want to believe it but then when you finally see it and you know that they've been telling the truth it kills kids damn it gotta do something Strangely enough, I hate that he said, damn it. I really do. I feel like it was so forced. Help me. Not forced. I feel like it just wasn't delivered how it should have been. <coughs> My brother George, you bastard. Let's see you now. Let's see you now. This is when Bill wanted to, I'm pretty sure Bill wanted to square up. He said it's scared of us. I can feel that. I, I swear to God, I can. I, I want to kill it. Damn, Jonathan Brandis was a good actor, man. Help me. It's another good moment. Good friendship moment amongst the kids. Please. I probably would have, if I was Bill, I probably would have broke down as soon as they all embraced me. Because it's like, y'all, people that are out there listening, have y'all ever been going through something emotional and <clears throat> something as small as a, a hug or embrace from somebody will just completely set you off and you just break down? Like, I'd have been on the floor. But then after that, I would have got up and been like, all right, let's go kill this fucking clown.
<laughs> I don't even think that was acting. Because that's how you should react if a balloon just explodes right in front of you. They're watching Perfect Strangers. Am I showing my age if I say that Perfect Strangers was a dope-ass show? Richard Masur. Hope I'm saying his last name right. Playing, um... Uh, Stan, Stan Yuris, adult Stan Yuris. Now he's he's been in a he's been in more than his fair share of movies. He was um he was Clark in John Carpenter's The Thing. He was great in that. Um, he was the uncle on both the My Girl movies with Anna Klumsky. I think that was good casting for Stan Yuris. The adult stand, even though it didn't give him much to do, he, you know, I, I feel like he just came in and got a check because anybody, you know, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, sorry people, but you know, um, Stan is the one that kills himself after he gets the phone call, so you don't get to see a lot of adult stand in the movie. It's come back. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. You understand? I am sure. No, I understand. Look, I, I hope you know how hard it is to call get the picture. Can you make it stand? <laughs> No, I can't absolutely promise that. Don't you remember, sir? But I'll, I'll certainly consider it. Don't you remember your promise? What? Yes, my... You promised. Yes, I remember. I hope you come. Goodbye. Bye, Dad. That is... <sighs> Does Mike understand how much pressure he's putting on these people? Like, just disrupting their lives? I get they made a promise, but I would have been like, man, we were fucking 11, 10 years old. You know how many promises I've broken since then? I would have probably snapped. Like, nigga, I am home watching Perfect Strangers with my wife. She's knitting socks. I'm about to make dinner. And I want to just watch Perfect Strangers. And you call me with this bullshit. Like, I would have been so frustrated by that phone call. Yes, Bev, there's a clown trying to murder us. I'm just dandy. One out of ten. You're worse than I am, kiddo. This rate, we might as well let that damn clown take us one by one. Beat Richie. Who's left? Ben? Bev? Yeah, and one of them better be good, though, because you're in the lead right now with a pathetic three out of ten. Richie, will you please shut up? You know you don't stutter all the time. first. <laughs> Bev had that precision down pat. I would have been that kid that would have been like, we just got showed out by a girl. Ten out of ten. She just bust our ass. I need to shoot. It's like it's supposed to be Bev. Yeah. 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 Well, this is still crazy. Oh, 
Oh, Stan just can't get a handle on things, man. So what if I can shoot good? You think a handful of stones are gonna Sean, show Richie? Mother's yours, baby. Solid silver. Let's just stuff in movies. I mean, what good's it gonna do against silver? They can kill it. Clearly they don't know the rules because silver is for what? Werewolves? I mean it works for them, but you know. I mean, even I know this was in nineteen ninety people. <clears throat> But given their age and what they're dealing with, we would have had to go down into that sewer with a lot more than a slingshot and two rocks. Lucky seven, Stanny. I'm talking lead pipes, two by fours. Yeah. You think we're gonna let you have crates from off the block that we used to play basketball with? All types of shit. They all get a little puff puff pass action with the inhaler before they go in there. Nowadays, you know, if they did like an all black remake spoof of it, uh, they would all like take a shot or take a couple hits of the L and pass it around before they go fight Pennywise. We got the three stooges back. That's really morbid that he was gonna kill him. He was really gonna murder those kids. like they all got their raincoats from the same store. Self Henry, me and Belch are gonna catch up to him. Hurry, or there'll be nothing left for you. Go by myself, Henry. Go by myself, Henry. Yeah, go by yourself, furry dog. What are you afraid of? The 
boogeyman. What would have been a crazy plot twist is if the boogeyman was actually like Michael Myers was legit down living in that sewer. Like, what if that sewer connected to those underground tunnels from um, Halloween Resurrection? And <laughs> instead of Pennywise or Henry Bowers getting the kids, Michael Myers just killed them all. But that wouldn't make any sense because Derry would have to be Haddonfield. <laughs> Wishful thinking continues. No stragglers and Stan who does the most complaining out of all of the people in the losers club is all the way in the back. <sighs> the fuck is he working underneath a car or something like he's got all these smudge streaks on his face. Here come the deadlights. <laughs> that could have been a commercial for um, if they ever bring back Light Bright. Again, I'm showing my age. I know y'all. I know some of y'all out there remember Light Bright. Feel like the deadlight should have been a commercial for that fucking light bright <laughs> I can only imagine what belches belches smell like Henry's a very suspect kid. You had to, you had to pop the butt each button off individually off his shirt. This is where villains, bad guys in general, fuck up at movies. They do too much talking instead of just getting straight. I mean, I didn't want to see Stan die here, but it's like I want you to think about every rock you threw and every time we were sitting in geometry class. This image, y'all, of Belch getting sucked into this, uh, this tunnel, this tunnel. And his, you know, his, his, his head is like damn near touching his feet. 
His eyes are all this shit's crazy. That's some scary shit right there. That's one of the scarier parts of this movie for me, honestly. But hands down, the scariest part for me is about to come up when Henry sees the daylights. That's the image I that always just haunted my worst nightmares. Dead lights coming back for round three. Straight up white, his hair turned white. That listen, y'all. And then they play this music after while Stan is running and the deadlights are chasing him. Listen, let me tell y'all something. That's some of the scariest shit I've ever seen in my life as a kid. Like you see something that mortifying that your hair turns white. It reminds me of the people under the stairs, uh, the guy that plays Spencer when Fool finds him in the basement, and all his hair follicles are white, on his arm, on his hand, his, his whole head of hair, his mustache is white. And it's crazy because honestly, and, 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 and for some strange reason, I want to see a movie so scary that my hair turns white. I want to see something that terrifies me more than Night of the Living Dead or Halloween or The Exorcist 3. I want to see something like my top five or top ten horror movies all put into one scary ass movie that makes my hair turn white. Pennywise hit the fog machine. It should have been just bud smoke. Pennywise just made some weed smoke down there to get them all high and separate them. Yeah. Here. Whose hand is this? Mine. That you been? Yeah. Okay, whatever happens, hang on. It's not as strong as I thought it was, or it could have killed us just then. We have to resist. This was just wrong. No, Bill. That's not George. Don't break the circle. Baby. Baby, what do you think you're doing down here with these boys? <laughs> now get home. <laughs> That's not even Pennywise fucking around. That's really her dad. He followed her into the sewer. <laughs> what are you doing down here with those boys? There ain't nothing there. I like the look on Seth Green's face when the hands grab him. Look at those talons, man. I probably would have freaked out. Stanley spitting a verse right quick. camera spinning around just made me a little dizzy 
all tastes so much better when you're afraid. Hurry, Bev, kill it! Damn. Kill. <laughs> oh, you are priceless, brat. I <laughs> call him a brat. I am the eater of wolves and of children. And you So now we know Pennywise is allergic to abuterol, the almighty inhaler. That makeup on him is crazy though, with his melting face. <laughs> oh man, it looks like a cartoon when they just did that. He just gave them the deuces. He had three big ass mutated fingers and he just it looks like he gave them the deuces when his hand got sucked into the hole. Now, what's weird here is that um, Bill is the one that says swear to me and he put his hand in the middle and made everybody swear to come back. But Mike's the one who took the initiative. And, well, that's because he never left Erie, so. I'd have been like, I swear, but however, See, a different version of this would have hit different because I'm thinking back to like people I've known as long as those kids were no were knowing each other. And the majority of us, like 95% of us are parents now, so I wouldn't expect anybody with kids to come back. You stand to lose a lot, especially going up against a shape-shifting clown. Stanley? Oh, that's a good wife. She brought him a beer Stanley. and a, a beer mug while he was in the tub. Yeah. 
That shit just said beer on it. Like no brand, it just said beer. Stan couldn't. What they what they say in the remake? I guess Stan couldn't cut it. Like literally slid his wrist in the bathtub and wrote it on the walls in blood. That's that's stark. I wonder if it went down differently in the book. Like how it, how um how in depth they got into the fact that Stan killed himself. Okay, so clearly there's no end credits, people. We made it through um, it chapter one, 29th anniversary commentary. Of course, I'm gonna do chapter two for y'all. Um, then eventually, I probably will get on to the the remakes, chapter one, chapter two. But um, I definitely need some coffee, people. I'm feeling a little kooky. Uh, just saw a shape-shifting clown try to eat a, uh, a bunch of kids. So I'm going to wrap this up quicker than usual. Another episode of Tutor Reviews in the can, y'all. And quick shout-out all the listeners from wherever you are. Um, keep listening. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about Tutor Reviews. It's on Anchor. You can listen to it on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast. Follow me on Facebook, Instagram. There's a Facebook movie group I run. Cinemaniacs, check that out too if y'all want, but appreciate y'all, man. Lots of love.